On this year's Cult Cinema Cavalcade Star Wars Special, we'll be discussing the parody film Hardware Wars from 1978. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Hardware Wars, a spectacle light years ahead of its time. Starring Fluke Starbucker, intergalactic boy wonder. Augie Ben Doggy, venerable member of the Red Eye Knights. Princess Android, interstellar damsel in distress. Ham Salad, ace mercenary pilot and intergalactic wise guy. Darth Nader, villain. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is our Star Wars holiday special. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster who likes Cinnabons in his belly and not on his ears, Cullen! Uh, Thanks, I got all my ironing done, so I'm ready to talk. Today we are here to discuss the 1978 short parody film Hardware Wars, which guess what's a parody of, Cullen? Is it War of the Roses? Close. Close. Uh, parody of Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yes. But it's uh, directed by Ernie Fossilis and was produced by Michael Weiss and stars Frank Robertson, Scott Matthews, Jeff Hale, Cynthia Freeling, Bob Knickerbocker, and uh, is narrated by Paul Fries. So welcome back, uh, Cult Cinema Cavalcade. We, as you've been with us since the beginning, when... There's a new Star Wars movie, which is the coolest thing to say now. <laughs> like, every year when we get that new Star Wars movie now, we do something related to Star Wars, and we ran out of Ewok movies. <laughs> Somehow they only made two of them. They decided two was enough. This year, we originally wouldn't have had one in December, but The Last Jedi got moved from a May release to a December release. It was originally planned for the summer. Which, smartly, these things are sticking with December. I personally like the December release. I like Star Wars kind of owning its own month rather than just being the next blockbuster in the summer. Yeah. I don't know about you, Cullen, but no, I'm enjoying it. No, at first, it was like, oh, man, it's not in May. That sucks. That's you know, that's when Star Wars comes out. But now it's, I think, like great. There's something I want to watch in December other than a Christmas movie. Fantastic. And also, if these keep coming out in December, eventually, when people say may the 4th be with you, they'll be mocked and ridiculed as they always should have been. And in December gives it a little more opportunity to see it multiple times. There's not like eight different blockbusters yeah. coming out in a weekend, so you're like, oh man, I, got, I can't go see Star Wars again. I've got the comedy the sci-fi movie and the superhero movie coming out this weekend so sorry star wars but so far solo a star wars story is still slated for may there's been no movement (laughs) we will just see about that he said rubbing his hands together knowingly personally the the last two the force awakens and rogue one i'm on the side of you know thoroughly enjoying both of those and i'm calling you are too so yeah 
very happy to be back here in in Star Warsville, which now we shift from Ewoks, and we're going to trickle back down to a parody film called Hardware Wars. Thank goodness they pushed this back, the release back to December, so we could watch a 13-minute short. Thank goodness we had that extra yeah. time. <laughs> yes. And, and, had you seen Hardware Wars before this episode? Yes, I'd seen it. God, for, for some reason, it was really big in our... Well, I shouldn't say really big, but big around people we knew in our high school. Like, I'd never yeah. heard about it, and people were, like, quoting stuff from Hardware Wars, and I thought, what the hell are you talking about? I thought it was, like, some kind of game that people played you know, over at some guy's house. But apparently it was a real thing. And then, like, one day, it might have been over at your place, actually. We watched it, and I thought, this is a real thing? What the hell is happening? (laughs) I first became aware of Hardware Wars when walking through the aisles of a Best Buy during 1997 when the special editions were released. There was Hardware Wars, the special edition, which the cover looked like a Star Wars parody movie. And I was like, what is this? And it was... 20 bucks so i bought it thinking oh this is gonna be like space balls but well before space balls and more hardcore star wars only to find out wait this is only 13 minutes you could be duped with stuff like that on vhs uh, back in the day and, and it was vhs so there was nothing else on that tape it was just 13 minutes the one i had had added digital effects to it so I, I it wasn't until the days of youtube where i got to see the original cut of the film without the special effects it wasn't yeah. an option on there because they apparently only had enough tape space for 13 minutes well like the original star wars trilogy for a long time you could only watch the special edition of hardware wars and much like the original edition of star wars I'd rather watch the original version of Hardware Wars because they have like, updated special effects and stuff, and it's it loses its heart, it loses its character a little bit with the updated special effects. Like I don't want to see CGI irons flying through space. I want to see crappy iron. We can see the strings flopping around because that's the charm of Hardware Wars. You made a good joke, and then you spoke after and just flattened it all that came before with those effects they're not bad it's not it doesn't really yeah it doesn't add anything to Mm -hmm. it and and when i finally i was like oh how bad are these original effects that they wouldn't give us that original version they're not bad it fits with everything else yeah the special edition of this is like when john ralphio raps on parks and rec you should have stopped earlier you went one too far this movie it's it's actually pretty funny for as, as dumb as it could be. And it's impressive because this comes in a time when these guys made this movie. They had to have just been people who saw it in the theater oh, yeah. a lot and, and came up with it rather than having a DVD or a VHS nearby. I mean, this had to be shot in actual film. This was, let's see, what we said, it came out in 78, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they had brilliant ideas like the Wookiee Monster. You know, I the Chuchilla, love- that is brilliant the wookie, the wookie monster is my favorite part of hardware wars because <laughs> it's adorable and and it's perfect setup with jokes which you get the princess android when she has the big cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. uh, as her ears and then later in the movie when things are going crazy in the ship and and uh chuchilla the wookie monster like goes ah and eats her <laughs> yeah her, her roll that's hilarious when you first see Fluke Starbucker, I mean, it's 
that's really funny. Like, look at him like, oh, this schmuck. He is like an intergalactic hayseed in, in, in Hardware Wars. Right. I have to give him for his low... I mean, this is super low budget. $8,000. Yeah. They get a lot of... The sets look pretty good for what they're doing. For $8,000, yeah. Well, I mean, th- there's some stuff like early in the movie when 4Q2 and RT Deco... <laughs> When they're they're walking around, you know, doing the parody of when they're on the the, the Tanti Four, uh, but but it's clearly some kind of factory or plant that they're walking around. So there's right. production value there just for the locations that helps. And but there is, like you said, like the other sets for as little as it cost, they will remind you of actual Star Wars sets, which impressed me. Yes, it, like it, the Death Star stuff or the waffle thing, the waffle <laughs> iron. Yeah, the Death Star, and this is a waffle iron because. It had to be something, so why not a waffle iron? My, my guess is that a bowling ball would blend in too much with the space background, so it had True. to be a waffle iron. Yeah, they, they have the sets, and I, I, the one funny thing is when 4Q2 and RT Deco are on the beach, mm-hmm. which, oh, the beach, uh, the, the Tatooine placement, and there was one scene where out of the corner you see someone picking up a towel and leaving, and I've always wondered, and like, was that intentional, <laughs> or did was that like a, an accident that just makes it look silly now? I mean, I hope it was intentional, because that's a really good joke. It's so funny, because it's just in the background. They, they don't acknowledge it at all. And it is, right, yeah. It is far in the background. Yeah, 4Q2 we must mention is the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz, which I think that was funny. Yeah, that was that was a cute idea. Uh, everything in this movie, like, oh, that's cute. What a fun idea. Right, yeah, yes. It's, what's great about this is a lot of the jokes, you figure, like, all right, this is from 78. These jokes are going to be a hack or they're going to be tired. And they surprisingly are not. Right. And I think they nail Ham Salad, who's the Han Solo. Yes. They're still back there. They're gaining on us. Does this thing do light speed? Bet your asteroid, kid. Hold on. Chuchilla, full reverse. Oh, we're out of control. We're being drawn toward it. Get us out of here. Take it easy, kid. Only a movie. His look and everything, they got him done quite well. Ham salad in this movie looks like Han Solo in the Star Wars Holiday Special, like the animated version of him. Yeah, that's what yes. he looks like. Oh my gosh! They take, yeah, they took that animated version and just somehow they made that person real. I don't know how they right. did it, but they did it. And they, I mean, they have Augie Ben Doggy, the Obi Wan Kenobi, who's pretty funny. He talks like this, and there's his lines, and and they, all of the talking, by the way, all of it is ADR. It's all yeah. dubbed, it, which I thought they, was they, weird. They, they probably all shot this on some, like, home Super 8 kind right. of film, so it mm. probably didn't have audio as an option, so... That would keep I, costs down. And Darth Nader, uh, who... <laughs> I wonder who that's supposed to be. They, they make the joke of not being under, able to understand what he's saying. And it's a good joke! I don't understand what you're saying! I can't understand you. Are you talking to me? What are you saying? I can't understand. What is he saying? 
they kind of made that joke in Spaceballs just with him like drinking the coffee. Yeah. But that's about it. I think it's funnier in this one because it like in every scene you can't really understand what he's saying. And it's just some guy in a suit with a cape and a welter's mask holding a flashlight. And a calculator around his yeah. neck. <laughs> yeah. And, his and life support he... system is a calculator. He both does and doesn't look like Darth Vader. It's like, man, this is crappy, but oh, man, actually, it does kind of look like... He is the the appropriate Darth Vader for Hardware Wars. <laughs> Effort is made, but it still looks like crap. That, right. That's their style. Crap. I'll tell you what wasn't crap, though. The narrator is Paul Fries, the original narrator for the original trailer for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And... He's like, all right, well, that's pretty cool. That's nice. This guy is someone that you probably don't realize you know. He is, like, just about any time from the the 50s through the 70s where there was an off-screen narrator that was, like, like a TV anchor or something like that, it was probably him. Also, uh, the thing I love him most as, he's the voice of the Haunted Mansion. He's the ghost host. And if that wasn't awesome enough... He was the voice of Evil Kit on Knight Rider. He was Carr. Oh. So if that wasn't enough to make you love him, maybe that would put it over the top. Yes, Paul Fries, a total get for this. Like, how? Didn't someone know somebody? Or I'm sure I'll, most of the budget of the $8,000 was dedicated to getting him. Because by that time, he wasn't just a guy that was just like, oh, I'll just pick up some work here and there. Voiceover work was his job, so he had to, he got paid for this. He actually uh, speaks more in this than he does in the Star Wars trailer. That's true. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. Of course, he also uh, should talk more because, you know, it's 13 minutes instead of, like, two. True. I like, uh, the effects on this are, are corny, but I like the idea of how they translate some of the Star Wars ships and things into, into like, the, the hardware, where the escape pod that R2-D2 and C-3PO go out in the movie is now a cassette tape player that yeah. ejects the tape. And apparently, right, and, and every ship in this movie is apparently an iron. Like, like it, yeah. You know, when you first see it, like, oh, it's the iron. It comes to a point kind of like a Star Destroyer. That's neat. But no. <laughs> everything's an iron that's the only spaceship you'll ever get in this well i think there were like some beaters some egg beaters later in the movie but you know right still i like the rt deco is a shop vac plays brilliantly with the hose being a part of it that so they can do the the uh help me augie bin doggy you're my only hope scene and then they can also have it plug into things they found the right vacuum cleaner for that because, you know, the the top of it moves around like a head. They can, I mean, they, I'm sure they had to put a light in the thing, but still it, it works really well and it makes a, a lot of similar sounds to R2-D2 and it plays really, really well. And then they have the lightsaber, which is a flashlight when they walk into the uh, smoke. Well, yeah, they, they do right. what every kid did in 77, yeah. like just get a flashlight and that's a lightsaber now. But when they fight, they put like a mirror blade on it. And I think it's funny when uh, Augie Madagi and Darth Nader are fighting and, and he starts getting blinded by the reflection yeah. or the light coming out. And... <laughs> Come on, Come on. Come on. Now you go on without me. I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. Ah, oh, oh, what a martyr! Martyr! See you later, you martyr. You martyr. It's like, so hey, it's you like, called it right. Hardware wars. 
Which that scene leads into the the Death Star planning, which features a nude shot thrown in there. <laughs> the guy describing the whole thing, and then Fluke's like, "Huh?" He goes, "You pulled the plug." Yeah, and then it just cuts right back to the Death Star, like you know, doing <laughs> that stuff or the the assault on the waffle iron or whatever. Right. They don't even have a name for. It, I don't think they just like show stuff happening. Oh, the cantina, which is just a bar. Yeah, there's a bar, and I think they, they put, like, a, a wig on a woman, and that was yeah, about it. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, it's like, wait, that's a that's a, a wig on top of hair? Like, it looks <laughs> yeah, bizarre. A woman with, like, long blonde hair, and then they just plop a curly wig on it. So she's got two hairstyles going on, and it's the only person in this bar where it's, like, everyone in this bar is, like, a biker is what kind of what it looks like. But then there's just this one, it, like, imagine this, like, you watch Star Wars, and there's a cantina scene, and everyone in there is like human. They're dressed in slacks, and then there's yeah. just one. And then there's just one crazy alien. They're like, "Wait, what? What is that person? What is that character doing there? They seem really out of place." Yeah, and then they have that song playing. It's like, "I'm proud to be old Obi Wan Kenobi." Huh? Okay. <laughs> Original they, music. While well, they're borrowing the uh, what, what's that theme song? Uh, Ride of the Valkyries. Of, Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. If you like Ride of the Valkyries, good news. It's all over this thing. It's probably the cheapest thing they could get that sounded like you know the theme to Star Wars. They, I mean, they have a lot of little inserts and weird things in there that's pretty clever. They do the. I think one of the bigger differences in the special edition, this one, is when they go to hyperspace. Mm-hmm. The, orig- the original is just kind of like a kaleidoscope thing, and then the special edition is kind of like this Doctor Who thing, but then like weird junky things fly at the screen. Yeah, it's uninspired. It's like the original was like, just kind of neat to look at. Yeah, it's like let's just put a bunch of weird stuff on screen, and it'll it'll hopefully translate, and it does. Whereas like that special edition, it's just like this doesn't add anything. I don't know. Like if you're gonna do something new, make it fun or interesting, and it just isn't. I mean, they didn't, but it's funny what they leave go. Like, they left the uh, planet basketball as a basketball hanging on a string, and the explosion was what it was before. You know, they yeah. didn't do anything enhanced with that. They left that go. I'm glad planet basketball stayed. Basketball is a peaceful planet. <laughs> I did like basketball. And, and then we get, oh, uh, the uh, Augie Bandagi, the, oh! Jeepers, what is it, Augie Bendoggy? Did you feel a great disturbance in the force? As if millions of voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced? No, just a little headache. <laughs> and then it just keeps moving. It's like, all right, it's enough of that. Keep going. Go, go. We've got 13 minutes. This movie, uh, this uh, short film won awards. And as you mentioned, it made like a million, over a million dollars. I think it ended up being on like a collection of VHS, like movie parodies. Stuff that weren't too long. Yeah, back when it was originally released, it was Hardware Wars and other film farces. And they had... The other thing that Facilius made was Apocalypse Now. And it also Mm -hmm. included the thing that everyone loves, except me, Bambi meets Godzilla. It's like what? like That one's like three minutes, right? Yes. And I think about like two minutes and 50 seconds of it is credits. That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> and this thing came out on VHS back, like you said, in the 97, and apparently came on DVD, I think, in the original form when it came to DVD. 
I yeah, believe. yeah, back in the early two thousands it came out. And I like the I like the poster for it. Yeah, the they... the original poster for it is that uh, real. It's clear that this was, you know, handmade. Somebody it drew lo- this, yeah. It looks like when I was a kid, at least, at Showbiz Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese, on the, like, the hall by the... I, th- I hate to sound so specific, but the hall bet- by the, like, salad bar and the, the restrooms would always have, like, parody movie posters with characters from the, the Showbiz Pizza Chuck E. Cheese universe. And the, the artwork kind of reminds me of, of what those look like. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a coloring book. That's kind of what it has. Yeah, that, yeah. that has that aesthetic. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a movie. It's it's it's. I think it's fun. It it it's, it's surprisingly well done at times, but it's also got some junky charm to it. I'm proud to be old Obi Wan Kenobi. Now comes the portion in the episode where we write the movie we just discussed. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our options are stay with your family, which means the farce is not strong with uh, this one. You don't go to uh, the Waffle Iron in search of Princess Android. I don't care for Hardware Wars. Converted, which means relax kids, just a movie and watch your asteroids is... You're just there with, as Ham Salad was for the mission. And drink the Kool-Aid, which means uh, you're a freaking martyr. Martyr. You go to bat for Hardware Wars. It's all you. So, Cullen, how do you rate Hardware Wars? You know, it's full of heart. It's, it's just so nice to watch something that isn't cynical. It's a parody, and it still isn't cynical. Oh, my goodness. How nice is that? It, oh, the whole short, it's just adorable. <laughs> my only complaint about the movie is it needs more Wookiee Monster. That's my only complaint when it comes to this thing. So I definitely drink the Kool-Aid on this movie, this short. This short which stars music producer Scott Matthews, multi-platinum award winner Scott Matthews. Look him up. Your mind will be blown away that this guy played Fluke in this movie. Brandon, how do you rate Hardware Wars? I, I too am going to drink the Kool-Aid on it. It's 13 damn minutes, and it's pretty damn funny and charming. I've liked it ever since I first saw it, which, despite my initial surprise, it'd be 13 minutes. I think the I was bummed about that for the fact that I wanted to keep watching more of this, and I watched it up and down, ripped audio clips off of it for my computer, because uh, <laughs> I thought... You know, there are sound bites in it that were funny. It's harmless. Like, you can go on YouTube right now and watch it in either the original or special edition form. There's funny jokes. There's impressive costuming ideas. And just to think, like, what impressed me so much is that he came up with all this having only been able to see Star Wars in theaters and not having a reference thing. Like, if they had to reference it, they probably had to hope it was playing somewhere and go see it again. That impresses me. But it it's a really fun, charming movie. And... I am mad at myself. I haven't revisited it in so many years since then. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Watch Hardware Wars. Damn it. I I liked it, and there wasn't one car that exploded, and there was no crotch trauma. So, you know, it's got to be pretty good if it doesn't even have that in it. Hardware Wars. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll kiss three bucks goodbye. Coming soon to a theater near you. Get in line now. May the forest be with you. 
want to thank you for tuning in to one, another Star Wars episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. We hope you go see The Last Jedi in theaters and enjoy the hell out of it. I'm looking very, very forward to that movie, as is Cullen. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and we want to remind you that Monday we have a new episode. We have Santa, Santa with Muscles, Hulk Hogan movie. We've got Corey Miller from the Showdown Podcast and My Way coming on to uh, discuss this Hogan holiday classic with us. <laughs> You think there's anyone out there that says, hey, it's Christmas time. Let's watch Santa with muscles. Corey Miller does. <laughs> You're right. There's no way he doesn't. So, you know, our, our Christmas films had the holiday saved for us by the likes of Dan Haggerty, Chuck Norris, and now Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Why are our Christmas movies always action movies? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Santa with Muscles is an action movie. I think it's I don't like think a... Elves wasn't really an action movie. No. So yeah, we're, we're looking very forward to that on Monday. Enjoy your Star Wars weekend, and we'll see you then. There's no trailer that actually trails, but we do have Tom Labrie. Hi, I'm Tom Labrie, and this time we're coming to you direct from our showroom at I-80 in El Camino. And I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. This is R2H2O. Well, hi, Tom. It's nice to be here on Night Comfort. Tell me something. Being a robot, how does it feel? Well, Tom, right now I don't feel so good. You see, last night I went out and really got oil. That's a little robot humor. Tell me, R2H2O, what brings you here to LaBrie's Waterbed Warehouse? Well, you see, we don't have waterbeds where I live. And we had heard about how LaBreeze was giving the people here on Earth all this night comfort. So they sent me here to check it out. So what do you think? Tom, it's fantastic. All that warmth and comfort in a flotation system that you talk about is absolutely true. Hey, that's super. And thanks again for being on Night Comfort. You're welcome, Tom. I'm just here to put a smile on your face and some Pennzoil in your life. For listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker, edited by Brandon Peters, narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. Big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle 
light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. Villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. Star Wars, a billion years in the making. And it's coming to your galaxy this summer.